Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 466 of The Sausage Factory. In this episode, I interviewed Davis Toliasvili of Estotti Riga and asked them about the design and development of their Forex adventure game, My Little Universe. This game really caught my eye because it's set on a small spheroid world which is covered in hexes. And you are moving from one hex to the other in a very methodical and easy to understand way. It doesn't throw all this stuff at you from the outset. It gently eases you in to the experience. And it's really, really efficient and well done in that regard. And there's obvious reasons why. It's because the Stotty come from a mobile platform, mobile game platform. And they're making a transition into, shall we say, more traditional uh, video game platforms such as Switch and Steam and and, and and PlayStation, what have you. And so they're they're making that move, and they they've chosen My Little Universe to do this. We really get into the woods about what that means and how that impacted the design of My Little Universe because they already released it on mobile, and they just sort of made the transition it was it was quite a big deal they had to break it down and restart it almost the core game is still there but they had to change a lot of things we really talk about that and it's a, a fascinating fascinating discussion now um the music from uh the game is actually featured in this episode as it is always with the sausage factory and that's by a chap called rudolph's ilkins and you can you can buy the whole soundtrack to My Little Universe, and on Steam, uh, which I linked in the show notes for this episode. So let's listen to me from the relatively recent past talk to Davis about the creation of My Little Universe. Chris, take it away. Hello, Davis. Hey, Chris. 
Can you tell us who you are and what you do? Yes, uh, I'm the CEO of uh, Estoria Riga. It's a game development studio from Latvia. And I'm also the lead game designer for My Little Universe. You are indeed, which is why you're here. What we're going to be talking about in the second half of the show. But before we do that, we need to find out a little bit about you, Davis. So how did you make your start making video games? Uh, quite an interesting story, actually, because I started my journey, like, I think, 10, 10 years ago. Although before, like all my life, I was a really... Uh, uh, vivid gamer that played all kinds of games and uh, i had pc really early on uh, when i was like five years old uh but i started game development uh as i said 10 years ago when i just figured that okay i was uh, playing so many games all the time that maybe it's time to try to do something with creating games and uh, I switched my work from, I was a system administrator, and then I just went to a company. It was a small company here in Latvia that worked in Unity. And I said to them that I'm ready to start from zero. I, I want to do games. I want to create games. I'm ready to work for free. And if I prove myself and get somewhere, then uh, I want to race. And that's how my game dev journey actually started, as they took me in and uh, basically everything from there just went up, 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 and uh, you learn a lot. And we're lucky that we live in such a such a time when there's uh, Google and you can find all kinds of information. If you want to get into game, game development, it's, it's like one of the best times when to do it because you have all these uh, materials to learn from. Yeah. So... Kind of leads me on to my next question. As a creator, which you are, and as well as the rest of your team, um, what are your biggest influences? Uh, this is a really good one. I, I thought about it before, and uh, I guess there's quite a few. Like the biggest influences for myself are different from the ones that we used to build Milo Universe. From my past, I loved a lot of uh, different genre games from first-person shooters to strategy games and uh, to platformers and whatnot. I, I like to play anything that I could get my hands on. Uh, I really love uh, RPGs, like, uh, for example, the last big hit, the Baldur's Gate uh, series, yes, the Baldur's Great, uh, Baldur's Great uh, Free, and also, for example, the Divinity Original Sin and, what, and, and all these games. Those... Those are something that I aspire to because I look at those games and I think, oh my God, there's so much work put into it. And uh, it's just, the scope is so massive. It's very hard to even figure out how did they do this? How was it possible? <laughs> yeah. And that's like one of the things that I think every game developer has. It's just passion for, for their work. I love making games. I love doing what I do. And uh, sometimes I'm even uh, sacrificing some other things from my life just to do the things that I love. And that's game development for myself. Excellent. So moving on to the next question. What video game developer do you admire most and why? Uh, I guess in the, in, in, the, in the previous question, I already kind of touched it i mean uh, 
Bulgarian studios, I really, really admire them for the work they do. Uh, also quite, quite recent, well, not quite recent hits. It's already has been a few years, but I mean, I loved what uh, the Iron Gate studios did with uh, Volheim. I really loved uh, every bit of that game. And I remember I played it together with my wife and like every, uh, I loved how the simplicity of the game made it so entertaining and uh, you never knew what awaits you around the corner. And those like, I love when game developers can bring out emotions in, uh, in, in people, not only like it doesn't need to be a competitive game, it can be a platformer. It can be a uh, a story game. But when it like wakes something inside you, that's a really great uh, thing to have in a game. Last question of the first half. Here we go. Yeah, tell mm-hmm. us what are you playing right now? Like currently? Yeah. What's the, what's distracting you from what you should be doing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks ago, we completed the playthrough of Baldur's Gate. I played it together with my co-workers. We just set a party and we went through it. Uh, after work, of course. <laughs> of course, just to be clear. Yeah, because we have a launch of the game rather, rather soon, like two two weeks away. But, That's uh, right. At the time of recording, the, 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 the uh, game will be out. Uh, Mindful Universe will be out on, on, yeah. on Steam and... Uh, so it's basically Baldur's Gate, and then uh, I guess. Well, yesterday I played the uh, the new Counter Strike Two, and that's just because from my uh, teen teenage years, that was one of the games that I loved to play as well. <laughs> and I just wanted to try it out. What it is about now, like decades. And how have you found that? Uh you know, I, I loved it. There, There's a reason for, I think, why Counter-Strike is so popular even now. Like if we look at 15 years ago and uh, and now the popularity has grown with the eSport and whatnot. And uh, yeah, there's a reason why it's, why it's the, the formula is simple. It's just really well executed and well, Valve does a really good job on, uh, on Counter-Strike, definitely. <laughs> so that's the end of the first half well done we made it so um, let's move on to the second half of the show okay. we're going to be yeah we're going to be delving deep into my little universe
So, Davies, before we do that, could you tell us in your own words what you think is Wild Universe? It's a sandbox adventure game where you can explore, build, farm, grind resources, fight off monsters, and uh, basically explore these, uh, not small, I would say small to large worlds. Uh, that have different like different themes in them and uh, etc. Basically, you're out there with this little stickman, and you can go together with your friends and uh, explore these worlds. And there's nine of them, and each of them have their own theme. Oh boy, do they have their own theme! But I want to expand a little more so we can flesh it out for the audience. So you said you know you can mine, you can create, and everything. It has that level of survival. This is not Stardew Valley, though. This is not. Minecraft. It had borrows from those concepts, if I may, mm-hmm. Davis, but it takes that go, all this is far too much numbers and crunching. Can we just streamline it and get to the point? And there's nothing wrong with that either. And that's what you've done. You've taken the spirit of those concepts and said, well, you need this ingredient, need this ingredient, but don't worry about mixing it up and trying to make recipes. No, no, no. Here's a, here's a better axe. Just get this stuff, throw it in the thing. Jobs are good and dirty. The refinery, yeah, here's one, provided you discover it. Because mm. the map, everyone, is a hexagonal map. Don't get scared. It's not, it's not a war strategy game, don't worry. It is a hexagonal series of maps that wrap around the sphere. The sphere is a small planetoid, very small planet. Not as small as what you find in oh, – it's slightly it's smaller than Outer Wilds, if I may, because people know that game, so they know it's, yeah. it's smaller than that. Uh, and but not as crazy because that's a whole different discussion. Uh, <laughs> but it's still a nice sort of sphere, sphere, spheroid, which makes a wonderful idea, a wonderful way of exploring the map, seeing things in the horizon. Mm-hmm. Which leads me on to my next question, my first technical question for you. So here we go. In my view, and I may be wrong, but I think I'm fairly, I'm usually right about this. The core driver running right through my little universe more than anything else is wanderlust is the desire to see stuff to counter stuff to 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 conquer it to understand it and i just want to know can you talk us through what you've done in the design of my little universe to encourage that feeling that sense of discovery because am I right in thinking that's really the core tenet of my little universe? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And there's, uh, as you progress through the game, there's even more new things that you discover, not only by, for example, discovering new biomes or discovering uh, new elements of the game, but there's also new mechanics that you discover along the way. Uh, Like every next planet offers something new to the player. As, for example, in the very first planet, you're not really met with a lot of different puzzles. But when you get to the further down, further down the roads in, 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 the, in the next planets, there's even puzzles involved and uh, some Easter eggs there and uh, some references to maybe some pop culture uh, stuff. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, the spherical, from the technical point of view, why we did it spherical is just it gives a sense of uh, how large the world actually is. You see this sphere and you understand, okay, this is the mechanic, how I explore. 
the world and uh, and uh, you get a sense of a feeling that okay it means that i can explore the whole square and and, and i can uh, see what this planet is all about because you start off on a little island and then you slowly uh, progress through and uh, unlock what secrets are there well yeah i mean you can find strange transportation pads that go oh transport why do I do that? Where's it going? I can't see. Is it? It's not on this. Oh boy! <laughs> and you you do it. You just go. Oh, I'll have a go. And then bing, something something happens. I won't say what everyone because I think you need to discover it for yourself. But basically, it, you 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 explore. But it, there's a cost to that. And we're going to talk about it later because I find it fascinating. But um, not a negative cost. But there is a cost. Effort. There you go. There's that word again. Effort is required to do this. <laughs> yes. One of the things that struck me, and this is the next question, by the way, one of the things that really struck me is how well-informed the player is, or the game informs the player where they are, what they're doing, what they've got, what they can get. What, you know, it's it's extraordinary the amount of effort, there's that word again, <laughs> the amount of time you've clearly spent in making sure that the player is never beguiled, confused, lost, is there seems to be a lot of um, focus on that to make sure the player is suitably informed that they are not lost in any way or confused in any way. How did you think, what did you do to make sure that happened? What did you, what kind of strategies did you evolve when you're making the game to make sure that any changes, anything introduced into it was follows the same tenet or same principles, sorry, same principles as everything else to make it sure that the player is suitably informed. Uh, one of one of the things that we like to do in the team is uh, always think about the end user experience. So, uh, like from the previous games that we have made, we always looked into how will this be like if we give to a random person on the streets the game, if he looks at it, and if he looks at something, uh, some kind of mechanic there or some UI screen or whatnot, will he be able to understand what is going on? And when building Milo Universe, we always kept in mind that, okay, we need to make... Uh, because the game is not a hardcore game where you have to find out, uh, or it's not a 4X strategy game that has complex spreadsheets and whatnot. It's, uh, I, I would call it a chill-like exploration with fighting elements, uh, and uh, you have to have this element of uh, there are things for players to find out. It's not like everything is straightforward, like go there, do that, and, and, and that's it. There are secrets to the game as well. But the main progression, it, it is always uh, kind of, it, it directs with game elements, with the level design, the player in the right direction. So you always know where you are going, what are you supposed to do, what is your next step, and uh, and you don't uh, and you don't need to go into wiki to find an answer to okay, I'm in this planet, I need to get to that point. How do I do that? And I'm lost as a player, and I need to go into in, into wiki and find the answer there. Instead, we wanted to build a pretty straightforward uh, game elements that just lead the player through the game and. Yeah, as I said before, we, we do like to always remember that if we give it to a random person, will this random person be able to play our game and not get lost in it? 
a very straightforward and clean interface. That's really what we've got here. And the colors and the shapes and the alerts, and we're going to talk about it later, but yeah, that's really all in forms. And you can see the principle behind the approach is always never let go. No matter what new is presented, it's always presented in a way that doesn't actually confuse the player. Uh, it's uh, it's surprising how few games actually do this. <laughs> so, next question. And this is this really surprised me about Minus Universe about its mode of exploration, mode of movement. Now, just listeners, as so I understand, there is a kind of fog of war, if you like, in Minus Universe, but. You can't move through it. You can't automatically just go through it and this fog disappears. No. First of all, only certain parts of the map will reveal themselves to you. Um, and second of all, you have to expend resources that you have mined or accrued or collected in some way in order to get find these areas, to move through these areas. Mm -hmm. I've, I don't remember encountering this kind of thing before it might be like a metaphor for something or there might be other games that do actually have this kind of mechanic only it's not as obvious it's more obtuse and that you know you have to build a military unit in order to move in the first place so that's effort spent in order to explore whereas yeah. my little universe is very upfront about it it's and there's no ambiguity at all there's no you know shroud over it. it's like no you need to spend 12 wood in order to open up this next hex or whatever it may be. How did this come about? Okay. Uh, th this uh, actually comes from our background because the story, uh, like this is our very first Steam slash Switch game that we did. And uh, previously we worked on a lot of mobile titles. And in mobile titles, you have uh, these incremental worlds where you do something, you get some resources you can open up. And uh, our take was just how to make these mechanics that we have and we have used in the mobile versions of the game, how do we take them and make them viable for PC and Switch? Because there are, I don't know, I, I don't think there's actually a real reference game similar to Universe that does this uh, like when you farm resources and to progress, you have to drop these resources into these tiles in order to explore further. Like you said, the fog of war basically is that we limit the things that you see from the get-go. And uh, in mobile, it works really well as you get this incremental progress and you understand as a, like it's really simple. You understand what to do uh, in order to go further. And you're not dropped into this large world that you which is great as well i mean each game have their own uh, appeal and if you're dropped in a big world that you have to explore that's great as well but we just take the same uh, kind of the same approach but turn it around when the whole world is not accessible to you basically it is but you don't see everything uh, from the very start and you progress and, and and the content just grows on you because you start on a little island, like I said, and in the end, you have this full world that you can run around. You can uh, mine one resource, uh, fight monsters in another part of the world, etc. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just what we took 
the knowledge and the experience we had for mobile games, we took them and, and used that to make uh, My Little Universe for uh, PC and Switch. And, and My Little Universe, like uh, the game, we have worked on it for quite some time. And we have the initial version on, on, the, on the mobile. But then we wanted to make, because we felt that this game can be and should be on Switch and Steam. So we started working on a port, but porting like directly everything that's on mobile to Switch and Steam, it wouldn't work. No. So we needed to recreate, rewrite a lot of things. We left the core, but we had to change a lot of things in, inside the game to make it more entertaining, more viable for, for a different platform. Indeed. And I've seen footage and uh, a little go of the mobile version, and it's just... It is the spiritually. There's definitely direct links between the two, but I think uh, emotionally, which I won't describe it, it's a very different experience. The pace of the PC and the Steam and Switch version, it's slightly slower, in a good way. I think it's just because obviously you're spending more time, uh, but it's also there's something else I want to talk about, which I'm leading on to my last question for you now. Is I want to talk about the visuals and the representation and. Mm -hmm. the overall presentation of it the camera of course is very different it's much wider because you've got more screen space it's just you know the present you can see a lot more going on in the horizon and what have you uh and it's running very very quickly in that regards regards to visuals not so much pacing and but the camera's quite close you can't really mm -hmm. zoom out that much you can but not much it's just, just like control of the camera is relatively you know easy uh, um limited and i can see why that would be but i just want to talk to talk me through how you've had to adjust to that to move from one visual representation or camera view to now a new sort of orientation where everything is landscape yeah, <laughs> everything yeah. you know and and also the colors um similar but it's, it seems to be more the contrast is even more intensified I'm not entirely sure why, so I'm asking you this question, but it definitely feels like the colours are more intensified and everything's sort of glowing almost from the screen. So if you just talk us through the camera and the contrasting colours, how did it all come about? Well, uh, yeah, as you said, if we come from portrait mode to a full landscape experience and you have a large monitor that you're looking at, um, we had to really go through the whole, uh, like, uh, as I said before, we recreated a lot of the levels because we, we, we now had 16 by 9 or widescreen screens that could see everything that before you couldn't see. And we needed to figure out a way not to make uh, the game feel empty because if you, uh, from our point of view, if you do a really large zoom out, you kind of feel that, okay, this world is completely empty. If you just zoom in a bit and you find this golden middle, like the golden spot, it doesn't feel uh, empty. You see your uh, character really well and you can uh, progress through the world. And then you have, of course, the map that you can open up and see the uh, the, the whole view. Uh, in regards with colors, uh, there were actually a lot of iterations, uh, a lot of iterations with it. And um, I guess one of the uh, one of the things uh, that 
we really didn't think about when we started working on Milo Universe Switch version is that this like Switch as a device is uh, almost as powerful as the mobile device. Well, if you if you compare to nowadays iPhones that can run uh, crazy games, and you compare Switch, then uh, yeah. <laughs> At the very beginning, we thought, okay, we're going to make this massive, uh, really crazy visual upgrades and add all these cool features, uh, I don't know, god rays and whatnot. Like Our artists went crazy and they thought, great, we're making PC and Switch games. This is going to be fantastic. And, uh, and, <laughs> and it is fantastic, but we didn't know about the limitations that some platforms have. So we couldn't do everything we wanted to do. And uh, I mean, these enriched colors, it's something we played through and we played a lot of uh, Milo Universe during the development. We like to play this ourselves and uh, during the long nights and whatnot. And it just felt uh, right to have these rich contrast, very colorful uh, environments that could be really nice to the eye for for majority of the people that they look at the screen wow what is this uh, really colorful thing you're playing <laughs> yeah uh it also helps with the information interface and it, yeah. it, it's attractive to look at now i mean i would love to go into like the multiplayer side of things there's many other questions i've got to ask i could have asked you but time is oppressing and we are where we are i'd love to encourage the listener to uh Take a look at my little universe yourselves, and uh, bring a friend or two or three along to 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 uh, explore the worlds that you find because they are oh, there's stuff there, and you'll 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 find it, and then you think oh I've done that no 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 you really haven't there's there's more to find and more uh, but um, so yes my little universe it's been developed by Estotti is that the right pronounced yeah. name yes. Yeah. Can you tell us where that name comes from? Uh, <laughs> it comes from our two founders that really don't have a good explanation for the for the name themselves. Uh, basically, they, they, were, they just uh, found uh, something that sounded good for them, and they just stick with it. And now and, we're with Cody, and uh, yeah, <laughs> no, perfectly fine, reasonable. You know, it doesn't have to be a thing. It, it yeah. becomes a thing of itself, yeah. you know. It's fine. Definitely. You know, we've had developers on set. I named it after our dog. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, it's published by Say Games. And um, what uh, what platforms is it available on? Okay, currently, Mild Universe is uh, available on uh, Android, iOS, uh, Switch, and uh, PC Steam. Indeed it is. Davis, it's been wonderful having you on the show. It genuinely has. You've been a wonderful guest, been very open and honest about the creation of My Little Universe. And uh, you've been more than welcome to come back, talk about what next you're currently working on, whoever, whatever that is. Uh, we'll be here, ready to uh, receive you again to talk about it. Thank you very much, Chris. It was uh, nice being here. In the meantime, thank you. Well, that was a nice chat, wasn't it? I certainly enjoyed it. Davis is an absolute lovely guest, very open and honest about his transition, or his studio's transition, from mobile over to more traditional platforms, should we say, gaming platforms? I don't know what I mean by traditional, but different platforms. 
like the Switch, which turns out to be not as powerful as current mobile phones, which says a lot. Just saying, Nintendo, what are you playing at? Anyway, um, next week we have Tony Gowland of Ant Workshop. They've made a game called Dungeon Golf. I encountered this game at the WASD event in September this year. And, um, yeah, I've got Tony behind the mic to chat about its creation. And it's a really very fun game. Really, really funny. Doesn't talk, take itself at all seriously. Why would it be your dungeon crawling with golf? Makes no sense, right? Well, it does. And it's a really, really entertaining chat. So, yeah, do uh, stick around next week. And we'll be chatting to Tony about dungeon golf. Now listen to now let's just listen to my pre-recorded self talk about delusional stuff. So yeah, see you next week. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash cane and rinse for early, extended, and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and at our website, Cane and Rinse dot com